Hello, and welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power. In fact, the highest power. And we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. Today we'll be wrapping up our discussion on the seventh step, which reads, Humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. This seventh step is the shortest of the twelve, ironically, and it consists of only seven words. In the first part of this step, we looked at this word humbly, and we looked at it in some detail. And we discovered that we're not being asked to humiliate ourselves. Being humble is a positive act on our part, leading to positive changes in our lives. This step not only includes the idea of being humble, but it also embodies the humility required for us to ask for help. Step seven encourages us to have the humbleness of mind and spirit to ask without any restraint on our part that God take over and be the God of our life, all of our life. We do this because in step two, we came to believe that there was, in fact, a power greater than us, and that that power could and would restore us to sanity. And then we moved into the third step, in which we turned our will and our life over to that higher power's care. In the Christian recovery group, we call this power God, and more specifically, Jesus Christ. When asking God to do a work in us and for us, we ask humbly. We're asking God to remove our shortcomings. That's a task that God can and will do for us. But it's a task that we are totally incapable of doing for ourselves. The Bible has much to say about human shortcomings. Scripture refers to shortcomings as sin. And one of the clearest verses in the Bible regarding shortcomings, defined as sin, is found in Paul's letter to the Romans. He writes these words, quote, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. End of quote. Said another way, we all have shortcomings. We all fall short of God's perfect standard of behavior. The real question is this. How do we deal with the guilt that all people feel as a result of these ever-present shortcomings? The way a person answers that guilt question determines the ultimate quality of their life. Those people who live outside the pale of God's grace end up using many and varied methods to cope with guilt. It could be alcohol or drugs or sex, or food, or work, or a combination of the above. And truthfully, there may be some who can, for a time, successfully manage their shortcomings and their guilt using those methods. But for everyone, with no exceptions, there comes a day of reckoning. That day when physical life comes to an end. And while that day is assumed by many to be a long way off, 
In reality, it's impossible to know when that day will come. The Apostle James dealt with this issue in his epistle and wrote these words, quote, What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. End of quote. Here today, gone tomorrow, right? Yes, but what about our laundry list of shortcomings? What about our sin debt we owe God after a lifetime of disobeying God's standard of perfection? And on top of that, there's our guilt. How do we reconcile that? What can we possibly do to deal with the guilt we feel over the sins and shortcomings we've accumulated? Truthfully, that's not a thing we can do. We're on the hook for every time we've fallen short of the perfection God demands. I'm the one who lied, and I'm the one who cheated, and I'm the one who stole, and I'm the one who got drunk without the slightest concern for my family and friends, let alone for my God. And while I can make some amends to the people I've hurt, the fact is, our offense is also against God. How do we undo the evil we've done? Evil that was done many times, years and years ago. And here we come to the crux of step seven. Since we can't do a thing about our shortcomings, we humbly ask God to remove them because we're powerless to do anything else. And it's in this state of powerlessness, uh, remember step one, that we find hope, our only hope. You know, the Apostle Paul struggled with his shortcomings just like we do. In fact, this struggle was exasperating to him. It frustrated him to no end. He wrote about that frustration and the solution to it in his letter to the Romans, the seventh chapter. Listen to these wise words written by Paul. Quote, I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord, close quote. Friend, you and I have sin living in us. We were born with this sinful nature, and that's why we need a Savior to deliver us from our shortcomings. We echo Paul's grateful words, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's faith in Jesus that does what we could never do. 
It provides forgiveness for our guilt. It gives us a sure and certain hope for the future, all the way into eternity. We can now know that the day of reckoning we spoke about before will be for us a doorway into life eternal. A life that is so wonderful that even the Bible struggles to describe how great the life in heaven will be. In heaven, well, it's a free gift. It's free to us, that is. But it had a cost, and that cost was paid for by the blood of Jesus, shed willingly on Calvary's cross for sinners like you and me. Well, friend, that's all for today. Many thanks for taking the time to listen. Next time, we will begin our discussion of Step 8. And please mark your calendar for Sundays at 3 p.m. and join us for the new Christian Recovery Group. We'll be meeting in person at the Traverse City Alano Club located at 3055 Cass Road, Suite 109, just south of South Airport Road. And so, until next time, this is your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessings.